Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott. Key the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on. another show look we did it again we're Even back we... guess who's back yeah, again back <laughs> in town sunny back Where tell your friends <laughs> tell your friends here have you been have you been making use of any of the free lunchy free food things or have you been sitting on your bottom basement got scared of everything i've been sitting down in my bottom basement scared of everything why the fuck am i gonna go to some <laughs> have you seen the queues outside restaurants everybody can go and get fucked <laughs> Fucking yeah, morons. I, I tried to convince Susie to go for a, a wee cheeky Indian after work on a Friday and she was having none of it. No. <laughs> Idiots. I've eaten out every day. It's been great. <gasps> Sometimes twice. <laughs> your your favourite Indian is uh, involved in this uh, I know, I know, but they haven't been open lately. It's been very disappointing. I'm not quite sure whether they've been open. Well, they're or listed as one of the one of the available joints to get your half price. They meal. are, they are, and it would be they're great if open. I could go down and they'd be bloody well open. They don't seem to be opening, so I don't know what's going on. Um, I will say this: I will say this for absolute certainty. The one place I've eaten where I thought, "Wow, this is like this is hospital levels of biosecurity in here. This is good stuff." Was actually uh, McDonald's. Every everywhere else was people coughing on the food. That Tikiera, which you know we've talked about many a time, uh, where they do that thing where they sit beside you when they're taking your order. Still do that. I mean, what's that about? Don't sit beside me when oh, you're taking. Don't go away. Like hello there. How yeah. Can I take your order? Yeah, right yeah. Space? No, I don't I'm like not that. Not at all. We should talk, I wasn't we, we should talk about the uh, about. Oh um, yeah, the other one. Latakiera's La <laughs> rival uh, Taquitos, Belfast. Taquitos? Taquitos, uh, the worldwide place that doesn't believe in worldwide phenomena. Is that the one? That, uh, I mean, I, I don't know fully everything that's going on there, but I think he saw the taco and thought, this is a model of the earth, isn't it? The earth is a round, flat thing. And therefore, <laughs> you see, I mean, from what I've been told, he seems to have bought into every single mad thing at all. He posted, he, right, you tell us what he posted. Scott, go. Oh, hold up. Well, I'll pull up the, ex- the exact wording. Basically, he said, oh, yeah. um, the coronavirus, I don't think the coronavirus is real. In fact, I go so far as to say, I know it's not real. <laughs> you know well, it's not real. Where do, where well, do you I get have the, it on good authority proof. from someone who will remain nameless, who is very closely associated with the show, that that man is an absolute ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the exact tweet, so that we're not, so that we're not accused of... Um, of paraphrasing is if I have something I want the world to hear, then social media is a good way to get the point across. I think it's a fake virus. I'd go so far to say, I know it's fake. I have the courage to say it without caring about the effects of my business. That's how strongly I believe. I mean, I would say within about 30 minutes, that tweet was deleted. And within about an hour, the entire account was gone. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if like the the public health ones were around checking his place right after he tweeted that. Yeah, <laughs> that is a phenomenal way to burn some bridges. That is a ballsy move. Like, that, I mean, I was, I was, I, I'm that. not on Facebook, so I don't know if I'm if I'm not able, if I'm able to check properly. But I did check in on the Facebook a couple of times to see if there'd been any kind of public apology or you know acknowledgement that this had happened. Um, but there didn't seem to. There, there certainly hasn't seemed to, to be anything. Leave before. the taco truck business to spend more time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, I mean, they're nice tacos. I don't know if I want to get coronavirus from them. I. I mean, I'm. I'm kind of curious. I mean, I'll where, be. I'll, I'll, you, I'll be honest. Where do you get if, absolute proof? Where do you is, get is absolute McDonald's, proof? Is, is McDonald's really the type of place that you want to get coronavirus for? For. <laughs> well, no, but I feel safe in McDonald's in a way that I don't feel safe necessarily everywhere else. I, I feel safe whenever I know there's a large team of lawyers behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, famously, McDonald's was sued, of course, for having water that was too hot in their coffee, which turned out to be a really big 
big deal at the time because they, it was dangerously hot and scaldingly, like it would give you severe burns. And and the, the woman who sued them for that uh, had ended up with severe burns for it. And they were just they were just pumping the heat up so it would keep that wee bit longer. Um, so, but yeah. so I kind of feel like they've they've had their. I mean, this is a poor use of this expression, but they've had their fingers burnt with court cases before. So I think they will. You know, they 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 will clamp down. But they like honestly, they they now this could be a reflection of the member of staff as much as anything else because it does seem to be like it it doesn't matter what your corporate policy is, it does come down to how the staff deal with these things. But she well, was I mean, a little. We're gonna, see, we're gonna see that from tomorrow. Oh yeah, aren't we? Oh yeah. I mean, so for anybody mask- not aware, as as from tomorrow in northern ireland masks become mandatory in or or if you're listening to this as as the podcast is released as from three months ago you will (laughs) you'll be aware that masks were mandatory please so my my editing time slipping Every everything slipped, Ron. Everything has slipped. Hi. So I, mean, I think I mean, the thing that slipped, the, the thing that slipped most, was our enthusiasm for doing anything. It is. I mean, I don't. I can't blame anyone for kind of I going. Mean, you just I can't do off. anything. What you just what you turned mean? off all notif- all notifications and fucked off. No, no, I've been having proper computer problems, and Ron will back me up on this. I he can knows. attest to this because I've had my fingers burnt by uh, PJ's computer problems already himself. Yeah, they, these are. I have never in my life seen such weirdness from my computer. Uh, basically, t- the the Mac update that I did recently really borked everything. Uh, now, if I'm honest, the the Discord wasn't working particularly well for me beforehand, so I don't know if that was related or not related. I just get so, I can't. There's so much stuff in Discord. Discord's horrible. I don't like it. I don't like it. So my are feeling is I don't like it. Yeah, I'm done There's with so it. There's so much I'm, stuff I'm, in it. What, are you ta- what, other, what other groups are you well, a member the, of? For a, for a little while, lots of people in the kind of burst of let's quit um, Facebook, let's let's quit Facebook and set up a Discord server. And the problem is most of the people are sort of my age or, or that kind of age. So they quit Facebook, set up a couple of art Discord servers. Three or four different people did that. So suddenly there's five or six different art Discord servers and you're like getting notifications from each of them. And it's it's just oh, it's just too much. So I've I've deleted everything. I'm I'm sort of I, I'm, the only thing I'm a member of now is is our Discord. This is this is it, my friends. This is it. This okay, is where well, I am. I think with Discord, if you're going to be a member of lots of different servers, you're going to have to judiciously go through each of them and turn off notifications yeah. unless they're actually referring to you personally. This I think is what was my problem before. That's exactly what I did. So I didn't get notifications, and and honestly, like you, I, I think the problem with it is mentally, I looked at Discord. This is a lot of boring Discord chat, but mentally, I looked at Discord like it was a like a forum where it would be easy to swim through older information. But it's mm. not. It's more like a real time conversation. So if you're not there for it, and you go in and you see a, like a stack of stuff, you go, I can't, I can't read through that. It's not threaded or anything. It's just, it's just one's big vo- word vomit of stuff. So. No, not for, not for me. Well, my computer problems were terrible. Ron helped me. No, he didn't sort it out. I'll be honest. Slightly disappointed in in the help that I got from Ron. Uh, he did give me a USB stick, which is helped which was useful. Could, which wasn't very yeah, much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we hit your limits very quickly. If we're honest, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But I don't yeah. make the drivers for the Wacom <laughs> tablets or whatever it was you have problems. Oh with. no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a Wacom tablet driver because I took that off. It was the it was the operating system, and maybe Clip Studio was causing a memory leak somewhere along the lines. Maybe that's the one thing I think might might be definitely the cause of it. But it's the operating system was leaking memory. But anyway, that's that's boring, boring day to day chat. Ron, how has work been? Has been okay. Well, this has probably been the first week since... Well, I actually spent all, all week in the office this week because Susie's car wouldn't start. Um, turns out she needed a new battery, which we discovered yesterday whenever I uh, I jump-started the car and we went for a drive to recharge the battery and then I stopped in the middle of the Omo road. Just right oh. in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, everyone and was, was beeping, was beeping and uh, gesticulating wildly at us. So I, I just very calmly got out hu- and just explained to them that... Uh, you know, the car was stopped and that was that. My so. partner is stupid and ran the battery flat. She was kind of uh, freaking out and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just got her in the, sit in the car and, and uh, 
and just you steer while I push the car around the corner here. So I push Susie, the car around just the corner. Calm down. Everyone will see you're a woman and they'll just expect this. It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, she's trying to stop <laughs> screaming behind the wheel while I just pushed it calmly around the corner. Under the, down <laughs> the so That's probably the most. I mean, with your foot and your, and your condition, in your condition, I mean, in your foot. You know, my foot's been fine while I've been on medication. And, uh, you know, my my physical condition actually makes me pretty much well suited for pushing vehicles. <laughs> just a lot. Put your full weight into it, Ron. Well, not that much. They, they don't push back when you're my size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. Uh, I've put on a load of weight since lockdown. I kind of miss the height of lockdown. I kind of miss... When you went out and there was no cars or anything, I kind of miss that. Now we're starting now for a, for lockdown. I'm, I'm already am. I already am a little bit. I mean, they're talking about sending all the kids back, kids back to school and stuff. Did you see um, Boris Johnson's tweet today about it? Saying no, um, I did not. Basically saying that we have a moral duty to send our kids back to school. Keeping our schools closed a moment longer than is absolutely necessary is socially intolerable, economically unsustainable, and morally indefensible. So it's a real rule of three there. Pick three phrases and well, and I mean, he's certainly in. right that it's economically unsustainable, but that doesn't necessarily make it a moral imperative to send them. You know? I, that is the only part of that 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 I I fully believe that he he means socially intolerable. Intolerable. I don't know about that. That you know, I would say people dying would be more socially intolerable, but they don't seem to care about that. And morally, as far as morally indefensible is concerned, that's basically telling me that if I make the choice to keep my kids out of school because they, I feel they are in danger, I'm making an immoral choice, which is absolute balls. Um, yeah. I, I was but furious. That, that, this is a this is a common a common tactic of uh, of the right is to is to couch something that is kind of inarguable in the middle of very arguable points, mm-hmm. and if you find yourself going, well, that that point there must be correct, then the other two points must seem much more reasonable because of their association, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, there is that 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 th- you know that three things you've got to hit three things all the time. Yeah, that's what sticks in people's memory, um, and that's constantly what they're doing. It's just so. So, you. Uh, what about you, uh, Scott? Schools? Are you have you an opinion here? Your kids still too young for school. No, Ralphie's supposed to be starting school in September. Oh, and? He's supposed to be starting P one in September. So Ralphie's mm-hmm. getting homeschooled then, is he? I don't know. Uh, Hannah, I mean, I think Hannah is pretty um, set on him going, but I just, I don't know. Like, I'm the teachers are being told that they don't have to wear, that they can't basically can't wear masks Mm. um, because a lot of children, both at a young age and a lot of children with various um, different styles of learning need lip reading. To yeah, um, well, so to it's supposed to be how, how kids learn how to speak properly is is by not just hearing the the, the sounds but seeing the uh, movement of the mouth and yeah. stuff. And, and like I think it's fine for older kids, but like P one is just going to be a complete fucking riot. Like it was when I was there. Yeah, like you can sit them, you can sit them down, and the, you know socially distance or whatever, and then you kick them all out at break time and lunchtime, and it's like. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really know. I am undecided on the whole thing. I mean, our cases are particularly small at the minute. They have mm. been going up, but they are still particularly small. I don't think all this fucking bar and restaurant nonsense is going to help. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to keep the economy going on my own here. Well... <laughs> Me yeah, and Nathan, I, Nathan's, Nathan's been coming home every day going, Daddy, you wouldn't believe how cheap it is to go out and have lunch. It's amazing. He's, he went out one day and had two lunches. Two different places. <laughs> two for the price of one. It's like, it's like um, you may be missing the point here of half price food, Nathan. You you don't buy twice as much. Not what you do. But this will be the only time you'll ever get to do that. So, you know. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a lot of mixed messages coming from the government. like. Bars have to shut, but restaurants can be open. But if you're serving food, then whether you were a restaurant bar before you're a restaurant now, the number of my friends that I see on Instagram, like posting at midnight with a Guinness in their hand. Oh, this whole thing is about is about trying to uh, limit this kind of control the spigot of people going out. 
it's not it doesn't matter if it's the bars open and the and the restaurants closed it doesn't matter if it's the other way around it matters that there's 50% of the population doing going out and not 100% you know those are the things. but so they they have no finer way of controlling that they can't go everyone whose surname begins with an a has to stay in this month and everyone else can go out and have a great other time they're just Fire trying me. to control <laughs> Well, in Col- like, control- Hannah's cousin, Hannah's cousin was living in Colombia up until uh, up until a few weeks ago. Colombia, um, and they had uh, males and females could only go out on alternate days. Point. Oh. So, guys could go out on a Monday. Girls could go out on a Tuesday. Now that leads um, me to I mean, the Matrix. If, if you really want to get into the gay scene, I suppose there's a lot of things you could be see, seeing and doing for the first time. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine for for an awful lot of people, meeting the opposite sex is why they're going out. Uh, but I, I, I don't even just mean for like bars and clubs and stuff. I mean at any point during the day. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to go shopping. Just to go, yeah, to do whatever. Hmm. So I mean, I but that, I don't, that's, basically, I, I, that's the fifty percent of the population. France did France did something like that, I think, with uh, with traffic coming into Paris, where they basically every like depend on your number plate. One day you couldn't go in, then the next day you could, and it was about reducing the, those numbers of people. So it was about making sure the amount of people out and about was about half of what it should be. I actually think that I mean the biggest problem I think is that. The way the government's doing it is that the places that you're allowed to go to are still getting jam packed. It's not that they're half the amount of people in them; they're still getting jam packed. Um, bars, especially, I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can see it from the government's point of view. I mean, they're they're really struggling to try and keep business going because hmm. if if all of the businesses that handle people fail, society is screwed on a major level. Society, yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel I, like I, I personally think what the government should have been doing is sitting down and going, how do we, assuming this is a long-term problem, assuming this is a five-year problem, what's a five-year solution? Everything's been, what can we do right now? Fuck, we'd better get something done right now. Um, they should have been thinking about, well, how do we make schools work if this is the reality for the next five years? I mean, for example, this is what I would have done. I would have suggested um, bringing more teachers in Having the size of classrooms, putting people physically further apart, putting um, big uh, marquees in the school playgrounds on the football pitches and stuff and having those as classrooms. So you've got much, you've got the same amount of kids can go in, but they ha- are using sort of far more physical space to keep them apart. That's what, you know, that's one thing they could have been doing, but they're not doing anything. I mean, they're basically saying to the schools, yeah, I mean, wear masks, don't wear masks. We're going to make it essential, but not compulsive. We're going to tell you to do it, but not tell you to do it. It's all. Anyway, yeah, is, that enough? Their, their is that enough for our, is, is that enough the, for the, our, the plan our, is to try and put the, the future of the economy in our hands as opposed to theirs. Ah, yeah, because they don't be blamed for all the cock-ups they're doing. I mean, that's no. that's why the Prime Minister's going, this is a morally a moral decision. It's like, no, the moral decision is how do you how do you do your job to keep people safe? Not how, I, how do I, as a parent, decide to send my kid to school, which could be a death trap for all I know. And Nathan Nathan said today one of his mates has it. One of his, And he said it was a girl who was, uh, him and some friends were going to meet the other day, but it was raining. So, you know, the kids are going to get it. There's no two two ways about it i mean whether they get it bad enough or whether you know whether they pass it on i don't i don't know i don't know anyway speaking of restaurants i also went to like republica de cuba with annette which is another mexican restaurant he means Um, revolution de cuba that's the one revolution de cuba de cuba (laughs) revolution de cuba um and it was it's but it's it's like a, a place i've been to about three or four times and every time it's been a different place it's one of those places that the building is so nice. Every time someone new comes in, they go, "Let's keep all of this and get rid of that." Uh, and it was not great. <laughs> it was we waited an hour for our food, and they came back and said, "Oh, we're really sorry. It's because this half price thing. Everything's taking longer. Here, we'll give you a free drink." We're going, "Oh, thanks very much." And then they eventually delivered the food, and it was it was a bit cold, like it had been sitting under a heater, and it was a bit dry, and it was not very much for, like, what should have been 40 quid, but was 20 quid. And like going, mm-hmm. not revolution. Yeah, no revolution for Where me. I'm out of there. It's, it's the, um, the building that used to be um, 
It's the bank building of uh, Chichester Street. Um, it used to be Cafe Vaudeville. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it Cafe Vaudeville? Is that what it was called? Might have been. Yeah, I think. You I mean think Malmaison? Been, yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's opposite them, um, or it's beside uh, what do you call it? Um, the big uh, high rise. Avuka, Avuka. It's beside Avuka. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know the one. I was going to try to think. That it's like a like the big shop that middle aged women like to go into. Three stories yeah. full of tat. Avuka. Arthur Street. Arthur Street. Yes. <laughs> um, How dare you say no, that about my wife? We haven't went for for food anywhere. Hannah's kind of um, busting too, but I'm not having any of it. If I'm honest, have, some people some people's kind of lockdown is much more. Um, I mean, you're you're picking and choosing the lockdown you want. Not that you want, but you feel safest in. And and I'm I kind of feel sort of okay about going out and stuff. But um, but I am over fifty, and as Annette told me the other day, the government are talking about making over fifty stay in. Ha <laughs> She said, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I pointed out. I pointed out. If that were the case, Annette, you wouldn't get to drive anywhere, would you? So, um, but also, so, yeah. I'll be stuck in the house with you all day. <laughs> well, she would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so we'll see. I don't know. I've, I've become, um, a bit more, I was never particularly outdoorsy. I'm still not particularly outdoorsy, but I've taken to <laughs> going for taking Ralphie, um, and sometimes Hannah and Lena on quite lengthy woodland walks. All nice right. walks in. Um, there's a place near us called Redburn Forest, which is mm-hmm. um, nice. There's a um, it's on the grounds of an old estate for some eccentric millionaire used to have like his own private zoo. Mm-hmm. So he has this. He had this pit where he kept a pet bear, and you can go up to the, um, have a look Good at the, the bear pit and uh, and that sort of thing. It's a nice walk. We were at. Walking around the Rose Gardens at Lady Dixon today, we walked from Brompton Beach to Bangor last week or the week before. Um, can't remember. And we're going camping on Wednesday. No, okay. well, camping, 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 kind of glamping, but not really. It's a big stand in a stand two nights in a big bell tent in uh, Limavady near uh, near McGilligan. Okay. okay, is that is that for Stendhal? Uh, no, no, no. We're just going. It's, it's um, it's just like a camping. Like they have these tents there permanently, and we we booked a couple of nights just to try and salvage some sort of holiday from Sex, the, from this summer. Sexy mom and dad time. Well, no, the kids are coming too. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be finding it very hard to do sexy mom and dad time inside a tent with two kids. I just well, I say that from experience. The tents are the tents are big enough to have a double bed, two single beds, a table and chairs. Yeah, but not a sex dungeon. I mean, do you? I'm not sure everywhere you have sex has to necessarily be a dungeon, BJ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, yuck your yum. But uh, <laughs> where's that? I heard that expression the other day. Where'd I hear that? Oh, yuck your yum. Um, oh, did you watch Umbrella I mean, Academy? Is that what you got that from? No, I've I've never watched past the first episode of that. Have you not? No. Okay then. No, we're yeah, so we're going camping, um, and basically, I'm just enjoying any excuse to to go out and take my camera and just yeah, be be out of the house, I guess, in 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 safe distance from everybody else. I have I have been going on big long walks in the mornings, sometimes not every day, but like every every third day or something, and and, <laughs> and they are well every second or third day. Of, Sometimes fourth day. I've done it a few times, more than once. I've done it more than six or seven times. The last time we talked to you, PJ, you were doing couch to 5K. How's that going? Oh, it didn't go at all. I had two problems. One is, well, more than two problems, but let me distill them down to two problems. One is, it's very, very boring. That's the first one. Uh, And no, that's it. That's all there is to it. It's just very, very boring. Um, I weirdly, I just, I I kind of, I woke up one morning and went, ah, I can't do couch to 5k. What I maybe do is go for a walk. So I decided to go for a walk at about 6, 6.30 in the morning. And so I went down um, 
through the park, through the Holy Lands, down a towpath on the uh, on the opposite side from me, which is not an area of the towpath I've ever been before. And it's empty. It was empty. It was great. And then all the way down in the city centre, turned around, come back down again through the other park, which it turns out is like 10, 11,000 steps. If you do that, and, so it's a, and it took me an hour and a half or something just to, to go for that big long walk, but it was really nice. So I start, I've started doing that every couple of days. It's good. It really shouldn't, it suddenly brought a full sense of awareness of how little I move normally because my, my phone was kind of going, are you all right? Is this, have I been stolen? What's happened? Um, my steps normally are like yeah. 1,300 and, and these days were like 10,000, 15,000. So. Oh, definitely the same thing for me. I mean, this week I went into the office and uh, my the steps on my phone. All of a sudden, there is a step up from <laughs> one one step, very very low <laughs> sub sub one thousand every day to uh, you know doing five six. You weren't sub one thousand, were you? You couldn't have been sub one thousand. Oh, look, BJ. There's days whenever like I've I've struggled to make it into like you know three four hundred steps. Oh, <laughs> I just good God! I just gonna find myself a uh, you. Know, reclining on the sofa i can stay on the sofa for an awful long time that's i mean i mean i i think that says a lot about your bladder control that's you know oh yeah i've got i've got phenomenal bladder control <laughs> <laughs> you know, my it's, average it's steps are about one by years of alcohol my, intake you see <laughs> well my mine is just weak um yeah like 1300 steps is what i would do if i was not doing it if i was left on my own devices in the house not doing anything I'm about 1300 how about you scott just in, just in the house, like I mean, I, I'm I'm like Ron. If I'm if I wasn't go, not going to work like the last four months, you know, what the fuck? I would like up and down the stairs a couple of times, and that would be it. Yeah, it's diabolical, isn't it? I, I used to walk into work, and would have would have been an equivalent sort of walk back and forth into work. And I still I stopped doing that maybe ten fifteen years ago, and, and it's like. No, I just don't move anymore. Just don't move. I just I kind of grow into my chair like a tree does. You know, when a tree sort of starts oozing into whatever shapes are around it. That's what's happening here. So anyway, what are you looking at, Scott? Or Ron? What are you looking at? Clock time. I was looking at my uh, step counter, but I don't seem to have any useful data before um, August for some reason. But um, Pro- Probably because know. there's a minimum amount of data it needs in order to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I do have the, the latest beta, beta running on my phone. Fo- it's, like, it's, it's like your, your steps. Told to your, wash my hands. Your steps were so low before it had just assumed it wasn't even being worn. It just, yeah, just, it just assumed I, it was carried around. It falls it's falls just, within the margin of error. Yeah, it's just assuming I'm in a hearse. I have the new beta on my phone, and it, it tells me to wash my hands when I arrive home, and it uh, it listens for when I'm washing my hands, and remi- reminds me to keep going until I've done twenty seconds of uh, oh, hand okay. washing. Ooh, fancy! I'm quite enjoying that. I I quite like an iPhone, an, an Apple Watch, but I get really sweaty, and I just imagine it get really sweaty and smelly underneath there. Although I did used to like when well, I wore the, a, a leather watch. Literally any watch. I know that, but I mean, like, I, I'm, I, that's why I don't wear any watches. I did used to like the smell Ugh. of sweaty leather. Do you ever, do you ever like, it's like can't a get musty, away from this subject, can we? musty man scent. It's really, it's really I mean, your sex dungeon must have been a real fucking treat for the senses. <laughs> you eat with your, your, your eyes and your nose, Scott, as well as your taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm guessing that most of the erotica you you were involved in when you were younger was like of oh, the scratch and sniff for <laughs> Yeah, I think porn missed a trick with when when they didn't really go full into scratch and sniff. Well, I'm gonna have to head down a well and try and figure out if that's actually true because you know por- porn tries every technology going. I bet it's, you it's always ahead. It's always, it's always ahead of the game, isn't it? Really, you'd, you'd feel like they were there first. And whatever and whatever technology they adopt, that's the one that wins. <laughs> Famously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. So anyway, the Matrix. Did you write? I'm gonna try this name again. I've seen the uh, Matrix. Yeah, so I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. But I've been going down this thing now where I've been doing a lot of work and I've been watching films that I haven't seen in a while. So I watched Blade One, Two, and Three. Um, brilliant. Pretty I got good. off that train at two. 
Yeah, no, the third one is terrible. But um, and I I posted about the third one. I got about a hundred replies telling me why it's so terrible, and that Pat Oswalt has great stories about it. And every reply told me the same story, so <laughs> I didn't need to look that up, which was useful. <laughs> um, so but uh, Lana was well, well, Charles Wachowski. Uh, was talking and I I don't know why it suddenly popped up, but it popped up on Twitter. Lana was was Wiskowski. Was why is talking. this difficult for you? I don't know. I struggle with names. I really. Uh, you must th- be the only just... person who gets that woman's second name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, I, I don't know why it currently suddenly popped up in the, the ether, but it, she uh, popped up in an interview, I think, and talking about how the Matrix was really a trans story, was about, uh, you know, about the trans experience as, as such. Uh, and then uh, Netflix did a whole thread about how there are elements of the film that you, now that you know this are pretty obvious, they're pretty, you know, pretty clear allegories to the trans um What's the best phrase to use there? The, the trans experience. It's it's, it's an allegory. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a it's an allegorical tale about the trans yeah. experience. Now the thing that really annoyed me about that was that you can't watch the Matrix on Netflix, so that pissed me off no end. <laughs> that was my prime. <laughs> that was my primary annoyance. It's like, well, yeah, it's all well and good to talk about it, mate, but I can't even watch the Matrix on Netflix. So to hell with you. Um, but. Uh, Genuinely, I find it like I I can't remember. So the Matrix came out in ninety nine. I remember the internet was a. I mean, there was the internet obviously in ninety nine, but it was less kind of. It was much more sort of. Um, I, I want to say dot sub, but <laughs> I don't know if that's the right expression. Uh, it was much less um, in the mainstream. So and there were theories and hundreds and hundreds of theories galore about the Matrix and what it means and blah blah blah, and which. And Inev- somehow, inevitably, inevitably, somehow led to the men's rights activists and the idea of taking the red pill and the blue pill and all this bullshit. Red pillars, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and then, and then, uh, Lana Wachowski, Wachowski, Wachowski Good came God. on and said, and said, said this about it, and I was like, oh yeah, well, of course, that's what it was about. It seems the most obvious thing. With having have yeah. have her sort of set it out and say, "Here's what this film was really about," and you kind of go, "Well, yeah." But both creators were were trans women, and yeah, of course that makes perfect sense. Never mind all this other stuff about the, the Matrix is about this and it's about that and this, and it's like, yeah, those were all window dressing for what was really the heart of that story. I think, I don't know. I nice mean, God, you had the came out as trans. The the theories then were about the, the Matrix as a trans allegory and uh-huh. I guess they never because she never really confirmed or weighed in with yeah. that they never really got any, got any credence but but the, the, those theories were around then about how you know really? someone who doesn't really feel that they're in the right body or in the right place can all of a sudden find you know be told you are something that you're, you know yeah. you are something else you know yeah, and uh, you know the rabbit hole they fall down there. I mean, one of the characters, and they're very much a side character in in the Matrix, is Switch. a character called Switch, and and she was meant to be a character that switched gender between mm. the Matrix and you know the the real world, quote unquote. Um, but they 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 never really went with that. I don't know if that was a a studio edict or they just decided not to go down that path, but. I, I mean, it's obvious the, the the name still hanging over you know, mm. over that character that it was very much part of the original idea. You you wonder how much of it was was them as writers going, not wanting to directly confront what what it was about. You know, not wanting to kind of go, this is what it's about. But I I don't want to like really. I don't want to hold that up because that's what people will be talking about. They won't be talking about. The, you know, it's 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 like too bright a thing for people to say. I want it to be, you know. It's just, so you don't know. I mean, I I don't know quite why Switch wasn't because I I actually would have you know that would have been another element. I would have thought, oh, that's a cool thing in this film. You know, but really, I mean, yeah. and I love the Matrix, but the reality is, it's it's a story that you've seen. You know, if you've read sci-fi at all, you've seen a million times. Like, haven't you really? You know, it's it's such well, a. Yeah, I think I think what they what they what they really tapped into was that sort of millennial notion of I don't fit in. You know, the, yeah. 
this this thing that that people essentially mostly our age i think grew up with this notion of like you know well why don't i feel the same way as everyone else does about things which is a very sort of self-centered teenage way to be but um that that's i think the main reason why the matrix took off it's it's because it speaks to that thing and people will go well why why do i not why do people not seem to connect with me and Hmm. why can i not connect with other people I, I you don't think it was just the cool karate feels stuff like that on some level. You don't well, think I, one I of think the things everyone that... feels like yes, but I mean <laughs> that stuff was in other films, but thematically this one had yeah, something yeah. about it that people yeah. people latched on to. You know, what about you, Scott? Well, Scott, you were gonna you, Scott, you were gonna bring up um, was it Sophia Stewart? Yeah, well, I mean my. Whenever uh, Hannah brought this uh, this story to my attention today, actually when we were in the car, or was it yesterday? It doesn't matter. Um, but my initial response was, "Well, didn't the Wachowskis famously steal the Matrix script from a female writer? And did they not have to pay her quite a lot of money?" And the answer to that is no. That's not true. They didn't. But that writer do- that writer does claim that she won a case against them, but all she really won. Uh, if you, because uh, I, I spent quite a was long a time of, yesterday w- reading the Snoops the Snoops article about this. Was it a bit of go away but, money? Uh, well, there was a article written about her by a university newspaper um, mm-hmm. that claimed that she had won the case, but all she had won in that case was the right to continue her case against them. And basically, the judge mm-hmm. found that there was some merit to her claim, and he permitted her. Well, yeah, or no, not even. Her so. I, I wouldn't imagine it was even lawsuit against them. I, I wouldn't even imagine it was some merit to her case so much as there was not enough to merit instant dismissal. You know, it's like exactly. the opposite of that. And uh, she, not also claims to... that, she also claims that she came up with the original idea for the Terminator. I, I don't think this woman is actually mentally all there. <laughs> um, I mean, her, her, yeah. her website I mean, is uh, Terminator Metrics and uh, <laughs> TerminatorMetrics.com. You can go there and you can read her story. But basically, she claims that both James Cameron and the Wachowskis stole her ideas to make two of the biggest sci-fi franchises of all time, which seems somewhat unlikely. It it does feel unlikely, and at at the same time, I mean, so talking to a friend of mine about screenplay stuff, and he was saying that um, a friend of his had sold a screenplay, and they'd got a, a, instantly got an agent involved, and he said what he was told by uh, this guy was that the moment anything at all is popular in Hollywood, you are going to get sued by someone. Someone's going to come along and say, yeah. "That's my idea." So you want to, you know, you want to arm up almost immediately. And and sometimes it is just a question of it's so much easier to pay them off for them to go away. Just here, fine, you know. And they in the yeah. set aside budget there's, for there's that. There's no evidence that any payment whatsoever was paid to them. And obviously, yeah. you know, supporters of this woman claim obviously there's been a massive cover up by the media because Warner HBO own the media. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think so, it's very much in. Uh, it's characterized by uh, the Mark Zuckerberg character in the Social Network, where he says, "You know, if 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 they if the Winklevi had created Facebook, they'd have created Facebook." And I mm. think in this case, if if she had written the Matrix, she'd have written the Matrix. But clearly, she feels like there were ideas that were taken from her work. But the the ideas in the Matrix have been knocking around, as you say, in sci-fi yeah. for literally decades. There's, yeah, it's a hodgepodge of ideas, everything from Philip K. Dick and. Uh, William Burroughs and all all kinds of stuff, all sort of patched together in, in yeah. and through the filter of the Wachowskis becomes the Matrix. And you know, she may she has also re- read those books. I have no doubt, and thinks that her ideas are their ideas. But I don't think it's necessarily as clear. Yeah, cut I as mean, that. the troop of the person who goes back in time to kill their the you know the relative or the the troop of the you, it turns out you're in a virtual reality prison. They're just troops. You know, you, no one gets to say I invented those unless they're Philip K. Dick or someone, maybe, maybe. And even then, they'd probably go, yeah, well, I'm leaning on an older idea of, you know, are you a man who dreams you're a butterfly or a butterfly that dreams you're a man? So you're, you know, you're that, then you're leaning on Kafka. So, you know, and it goes, and I'm yeah. sure it goes back further. So, yeah. Um, so, Scott, that's you shut down. Can't believe no, you come I'm, on here defending her, defending her and saying she's some. brilliant. <laughs> Need to come as you go. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still kind of curious about um, the the taco truck guy. How he has definitive proof that the uh, the coronavirus is fake. 
I mean, oh, what would that be like? He's been licking handrails all over town, hasn't got sick. The same way I've had to argue with relatives about how how Wayfair aren't trafficking children. Like, it's... Is, is, yeah. this, is this tied into, like, uh, QAnon type stuff, is it? Yeah. Wow, yeah. are they full-on QAnon, QAnon stuff? No, believers? no, no, no. It's just, it's just this one seemed to... This one this seemed one to get traction. Mm-hmm. This yeah, there's a, certain, there's a certain sort of... Um, what would you say... People feel like, well, maybe I'd be personally irresponsible to deny that children are being abused by celebrities. I mean, that's got to be uh, that's got to be true, possibly. I mean, I, if I if I said that wasn't true and it turned out to be true, maybe I'm a bad person. Ron, if you put the skew code of an eighteen million pound wardrobe from Wayfair into Google Maps, it points to an island that is quite close to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Therefore, <laughs> there must be a child in that wardrobe. Egg on my face if it turns out that Wayfair is a big, massive pedo ring. But at the minute, I'm gonna, I'm leaning towards one, not. One that uses special codes to indicate where you can find its headquarters. Is that? Yeah, that I mean, a WhatsApp message would do the job just as well, I imagine. Yeah. And some somebody showed me if places like Facebook and Instagram are able to scrub doctors with legitimate concerns about vaccines and coronavirus off the internet, why aren't we able to do the same thing with child pornography? And I was like, well, because nobody's posting child porn on Facebook and Instagram, moron. But they don't know that. I mean, generally, genuinely, they they are they are ignorant of how how child pornography exists on the internet. And yeah. they think you they, they, they think if, they think if they go to Google and search child porn that they'll get all the child porn the same way as you go to Google and search I I exactly. searched for child porn and I got nothing but cupboards back which is really weird <laughs> but yeah I mean it's it's a lack of understanding how the internet works and then when the police come knocking at your door you just say you're researching for a book like that guy from that yeah. band did. I mean the, the the difficulty is that there are always elements of truth to some of these things Epstein's Island for example is a real thing um, that guy with the you know yeah, the Google like search. That's, that's but, like yeah. that's like there's there's always elements of truth, and Epstein's Island is a real place. Yeah, but like that's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and cupboards are definitely real. No two ways yeah, about that. Cupboards, cupboards exist. I've got one. cupboards. Well, sometimes sometimes children are in cupboards. That's because they like going At into any cupboards. Given moment. Fifteen percent <laughs> of the world's cupboards are filled with children. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so have you seen any good films lately anything exciting been to the cinema <laughs> the night I'm not going here if I'm not going to a restaurant I'm, it, it's been hard to stay away from the cinema I'll admit but I haven't been yet <laughs> have you got a have you got a I, refund I, I on your Cineplex card anyone wants to see is there uh, there's, no. there, I mean, they're showing some good oldies they're, they've been showing the Dark Knight trilogy they've been showing Lord of the Rings Star Wars mm. Jaws I would like, genuinely nothing, these things never lure me out I would genuinely, if if they decided to have a, have a, you know, if every year they decided to reshow Dark Knight, or not Dark Knight Returns, the Lord of the Rings or something, I would go with my wife. I'd I'd do that. I'd love to go and see some of these films. I I like going to see stuff like that on the big screen, but nothing good enough to lure me out. Although I do check on the app like every couple of days uh, and see... Uh, my friend was there the other night uh, and she said that she got in um, and there was only them and another, one other couple in the screen. Goodness. Um, so I'll maybe keep I'll maybe keep my eye on the app and like, you know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes before a screening check and see. And if there's a real empty screening, then mm-hmm. maybe I'll go. Um, but uh, no, there's nothing to get Wait. me out. Tenet is supposed to be coming out uh, at the end of the month, so like another another two weeks or something like that. Um, It'll be postponed. I, I cannot Tenet, see this. Tenet's happen. been coming down the end of the month every month for the past seven or eight months now. I don't know. Nolan needs to dry his eyes and just accept that this is the best thing to do is wait seven months or nine. Nolan, months I'm going to watch this on a phone eye. just to just to mess with your brain. Yeah. I mean, I really want to. Uh, I, I, I want to see it, but it also I want it to I do well because. And I yeah, I don't want it to bomb. One reason being, it's got a black lead, and I do not want anyone to point at it and say, "Well, you know, coronavirus be damned." I mean, obviously, you can't have yeah. a movie the size of the black lead. Yeah, you know, that's. You, you do want to get plus I really, ammunition. really like him, and uh, the other thing is like 
this is the, the well this was the one that that all the studios were putting their money on they said if it, if this bombed in in uh, July when it was supposed to come out that there'd be no new films until Christmas that would that would be it and then I think I'm they got there whenever I'd find presents you know I'd be like yeah, you're not getting anything else until Christmas now <laughs> <laughs> you know then they binned it and they re-released Inception to try and satiate people um and now it's going to be the end of this month um and we'll see but I don't know if there's any merit in just sticking it on, I don't know, sticking it on some sort of VOD. It's it's, it's too big to go on a VOD. And the problem is yeah. the second it's on VOD, it's pirated. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah. It'll be up on a torrent site within, I'd say, seven, eight hours. In yeah, Christine. and then it's done. Yeah, yeah and that's it. You know, you've got to mm-hmm. have, a, it's got to have yeah. a theatrical release. It costs an absolute fortune to make. They need it yeah. to make like a billion dollars. And I, I can't, you know, I can't see Bond Disney coming in November. Out, yeah, Disney have bailed out on Mulan. Like, I mean, they're releasing that straight to um, Disney Plus, but it's going to have a thirty dollars price tag on it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not sure who's going to pay thirty dollars, which is about twenty five quid here to watch yeah. Mulan. But it'll be on torrent sites that night, and that's that's the honest truth. And they know that. Yeah. So yeah. either they're cutting their losses with it or they're hoping that well they know that but they also know they they know what size their customer base is with Disney Plus and they're probably relying on their Disney Plus customers not pirating it because they're probably not the sort of people that would pirate something well I mean yeah I mean and obviously they've got very strong data about what percentage of of that customer base watches the has watched the the, the original Milan multiple times so are likely to want to watch Milan the live action one, people who watch the, they'll, they'll know exactly how many people watch the Disney live action translations of their animated films on Disney Plus. So they, they've got the best data they can possibly have to understand whether or not this is a good idea or not. But mm. it's pissed off the movie theaters no end. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. That's, that, that's going to be. Thing about, the weird thing about some of the pricing in this month. is like the the iTunes stuff like for like the Invisible Man or whatever, which was managed to be in the cinema for a week before. All the cinemas closed. It was fifteen ninety nine to rent. Like why? Yeah. Why? Why can't I just buy it? Like what, who? Nobody's paying fifteen ninety nine to rent, and then another fifteen ninety nine to own it in like six months' time, whenever the rentals are up. I mean, yeah. I guess they're basing this off what what the average cost of a cinema visit is for, say, two people. Uh, so yeah, for Milan, like, they're kind of going well. You're, it's going to be two people and two kids, maybe. So they're kind of bumping that up. Going well, a family, family will watch. Yeah, this. but it, I'm, I'm more just talking. I don't mind. I don't mind the price. Like, if you want the, if, if it's going to be thirty quid, it's going to be thirty quid. But if, if I'm paying thirty quid, I want to own it. Hmm. Yeah, is, I is, think is, is I, as I understand it, or is it to rent? As I understand it, Milan, you will own while you have a Disney Plus account. In other words, yes, the moment you stop, Plus, yeah, that's the yeah. Same, that, I mean, that's the same as iTunes. Like, you, nobody owns anything on. Access, you know, the right no, to, well, to, to no, watch no, it. No, 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 no. Once you've got iTunes, and you and you don't pay for more iTunes accounts or whatever, you still you still own those things to watch on iTunes. Disney Plus, I think, is going to be while you have a live Disney Plus account, you can watch a thing you've bought. But the moment you stop playing for Disney Plus, you'll not be able to watch Mulan. I think is what they're. Yeah, I mean, yes, about. yes, you own, or you, at least you own the right to stream things on iTunes. But there's been some squirrely stuff happening with iTunes recently where, for example, they had um, the the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings movies on sale. And mm-hmm. I have, I've bought those in the past. So I mm-hmm. went through and I, I watched the extended version of Fellowship of the Ring. And then I moved on to watch the extended version of Two Towers. And it said I didn't own it. Oh. And I was able to find the receipt that I owned it in my email that I bought it. And I went to Apple and they were like, sorry, can't do anything about it. What? Even though I had a, a receipt to say I had it, they were saying we can give you some uh, rental credits. And That's it's, crazy. It's probably something to do with uh, um, New Line or Warner pulling a license and putting it back on, and all of a sudden I don't own that that license anymore to watch. Mm. But uh, that really bothered me. Mm. Yeah, well, it would do because it was expensive to buy, and it happens in really weird ways. I mean, there's a there's a bundle on there at the minute which I would highly recommend anyone, which is a four film bundle of all of the. Uh, like uh, movies, not including um, the Abominable Man one. Oh, sorry, whatever it was, the Link uh, missing, missing Link. Yeah. yeah, but it's the first four Leica movies for like I think it's either twenty quid or ten quid. And again, it's, I, I think it's fourteen fourteen ninety nine. I think it's fourteen ninety nine. Is it? They're all yeah. fantastic. I highly that's recommend. Cor- them. That's Coraline, Paranorman, Kubo and the Two Strings, and um, 
Box Trolls. Box Trolls, yeah. Yeah, so I bought that same bundle in the past for you know, all four films. Uh, but if I select that bundle now and try to and, and individually select any of those films, it says, no, that'll be five ninety nine each. What? But if I go into my purchase library and scroll back and look for Carline or Box Trolls individually, I can play them. But you could easily buy the same yeah. thing again. If you, you can end if up you double, double buying. Have to go back and check. Yeah. Oh, I bought, I've bought the, um, the remastered version of Goodfellas twice. Um, yeah, I remember seeing and, on actually searching for Goodfellas and seeing two different versions of Goodfellas on there. One yeah, for 4K, I, and it was like HD but had extras. Yeah, and one 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 shows up as Goodfellas 4K, and the other one shows up as Goodfellas remastered feature, um, yeah. which is mm. frustrating. But I couldn't. It was like two ninety nine or something like that, so I couldn't be bothered arguing with them about it. Um, <laughs> Have you? Will we do a pick of the so, week, or have we no no pick of picks, picks oh, of the no, week? I've got, fucking, pick of the week. I've got fucking loads. Oh, have you? Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, go on then. Okay, well, Scott, you yeah, do one for each of us. Do one for each of us that we would like, and we'll not okay, do a okay, pick of the fine. week. You can do one uh, for each well, of us. I probably, I, I probably don't have anything that PJ is going to like, but Ron, I think, is going to like all three of mine. Oh, <laughs> okay um, then. So my first <clears throat> pick of the week is generic unnamed HDMI capture card. Okay, so we were so, talking about these, yeah. Yes. So, um, I, in, in order for us to stream and for order, order for us to, to record these podcasts, we want to see each other because it just, it, it makes the dynamic better and, and whatever. But... Yeah, it's definitely better than not. Yeah, um, yeah. And... It was you that complained enough to make me to make Ron lend me his webcam because I was the <laughs> only one that didn't have a camera. And around lockdown, this company called Elgato, who make a lot of game streaming hardware, um, very very cool uh, company, made released this thing called the 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 CamLink 4K, which is basically HDMI in on one end and USB out on the other end, and you plug it into the back of your computer. And you take an HDMI feed from your camera, and then you can use a really good high-end camera, basically anything with an HDMI out, as your webcam. Um, Ron is currently streaming one from one, um, or some or some other variant uh, thereof. Uh, but they were a hundred quid or one hundred and twenty quid, um, and around the start of lockdown, same as any other kind of streaming. Um, hardware they just disappeared from Amazon they sold out everywhere um, and they haven't been back in stock since yeah they, they, they were commanding up to three times the price in the second hand market the, the yeah market. yeah like everybody who needed one um, was willing to pay for them step step forward the Chinese grey market <laughs> um, I love them Chinese and yeah, and within a couple of months, there are these. I, I can't hold it up to the camera to show you because I am currently streaming with it. But if you if you search on Amazon for or AliExpress for for uh, HDMI capture cards, you'll find this little dong, little black dongle. They all look the same. They all have the same wording on it, but they come in a myriad of manufacturers' names. But they're all identical, and that's currently what I'm streaming using my my Fujifilm XH1 to stream from, which. Uh, if I do say so myself, looks fantastic. You do, and it was twenty seven ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, it's, all, it's dear on Amazon. Yeah, it's dear on Amazon. You can get them for like down around fourteen quid on AliExpress, but I actually wanted it to arrive like sometime within the next three months, so hmm. I went with the, yeah. the Amazon version. Um, there's a really good review which we'll post um, the link to. Um, that I sent Ron whenever we were, I was considering buying it um, of a guy who yeah. does tons of tech I've reviews. I've actually seen it before. All he does is like streaming reviews of gear and stuff. He yeah. does well. He does and, do like game, game streaming, but he's yeah, really um, and he here. was basically couldn't understand how they were able to do what they were able to do with this with this dongle. Quality's amazing, uh, and it just does. It's just plug and play. There's no messing around with it. I. Just, just plugged it into my Mac Mini for the first time tonight. Opened up Discord, and there it was. Um, and has you know continued to work all through this evening without any problems. Touch wood. So yeah, twenty seven ninety nine on uh, on what, Amazon. What, what, or can, what does it ha- capture at? What resolution? Can you ca- Oh, you can capture four well, K. 
it says 4K. It, it looks to, like the USB connection, the male USB connection, is only USB 2. So that would lead me to believe that it, if it does do 4K, it's probably going to be a lower bit rate, or For maybe example, it's yeah. it means maybe it means 4K. A lot of projectors do this. It means 4K in but HD out. Um, yeah, so technically, it does it deal with 4K, but it doesn't output 4K. Scaling down 1080p. Yeah, probably 30 frames a second. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the first one. Like that's if you need it to do something like that, like it's a phenomenally good deal, um, and it seems to be performing as as well as any of the the Elgato ones. So that is um, that's my first pick. So okay, thumbs up that one's from for Ron. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to order a couple of those because a a <clears throat> client of mine wants wants one to try a out. Couple, yeah. Good Lord. Lord one to play with so yeah they're they're great they're great you'll uh you'll you'll not regret it pick number two ron again you're gonna enjoy this oh it's always oh, for it's ron. bag i like bags I bag camera bag I like bags is that a so, pro? It looks like a Lupro. It is a Lupro. Yeah, did you not pro. do your camera it's bag not that long ago, or was that just a yeah? But it, it's different... just it's just a wee side. It's just a wee side satchel camera bag. This is proper for going walking camera bag. It doesn't look um, tactical. So this it's is a the Lupro. The Lupro Hatchback One Fifty AW Two Hatchback. Um, and <clears throat> what that means is for your camera bags. It used to be you take your camera bag off your back and you'd set it down, straps down to the ground, and you'd open up the zips and you take all your camera bits out and you take your picture. And by the time you're putting your camera back on your back, straps are soaking, the back part is soaking, and you've got to walk the rest of the day with wet gear. So they've now come up with basically the inside <laughs> opens up. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on uh, the part okay. where your the lumbar the bottom I mean, small of your back would be when, you, when you held it up there your back and pull the camera out when you when you yeah. held it up there and and opened up that backpack it did look like beaker from the Muppet Show it does look like <laughs> look a little bit like beaker um, you can do you can do it like that or you can you can take it set it down flat because you're setting the outside <clears> of the bag down on on the wet grass or whatever and you can it's access just your all camera your getting wet inside the bag again. Then? Um. Yeah. So the this these are go for about eighty to one hundred and twenty quid uh, on eBay or Amazon and stuff. Again, I'm always one for a bargain. If you find somewhere selling the blue version, because apparently nobody likes blue, everybody wants black or grey. I picked this up for twenty nine ninety nine, brand new. Wow. Toxic masculinity. Um, I know it's got to be black or grey. I don't want the blue. Um, and I had and it the out pink all day for a fiver. I, here, I'd wear a pink one, no problem. <laughs> um, I had it out today, wore it all day while I was walking, um, and it's extremely comfortable. So that's pick number two, and finally, there is this. Oh, is this is one for me? A, oh, okay. Camera. Yeah. This is a camera quick release clip. Yeah. Um, By Peak what Design. This does is um, will attach onto either the sh- the straps of your backpack or onto your belt or anything like that, and a strap straps on very securely. And then you put a generic base plate on the bottom of your camera and literally clip the camera in so that it's uh, attached to the the strap so if you want to access it quickly you don't have to get your bag off you can just it's constantly there attached to your chest this is an that sounds tactical that's all oh, right this is a clone of the peak design model this is a clone of the peak design one right okay you love so, a good knockoff i do love a good knockoff um <laughs> it's fine I'm sure it is. It's fine. It you know, was, was twelve ninety nine. Ah, wow. see, the peak design one comes in at forty or so. Forty. The peak or 50. design one. The, the peak one. The peak design one comes in at seventy. If you need the base plate with it, I have got the base plate. I have got the peak design base yeah, plate. So you, you, not, have the, you have the you have the base the plate. But yeah, it comes in at sixty or seventy. If you need the base plate um, to come with it it is handy that they do sell it separately because you know if you've already got some peak design gear if you've got the tripod or whatever then you don't need a second plate but this comes in at 12.99 and i figured i can get the cheap one and if i think that it works but there's a few flaws then you know i'll maybe upgrade um 
at a later date. The the base plate is a comes a little bit loose, and you need to keep. I just I, I feel like I need to keep an eye on um the little uh the little screw in the bottom of it. I don't think it's ever going to fall off. I'm not concerned about it in that way, but it does get a little bit loose. But it, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. It keeps my camera attached securely to the straps. Can I really complain for twelve ninety nine? No. Is it as nice no. and smooth as the as the Peak Design one? No. Is it as refined? No. But for twelve ninety nine, some butter on it. It'll be nice and smooth. Yeah, for twelve ninety nine. Grease that boy up. About it? You've probably got some down in your tent dungeon. Tent dungeon. Well, Why, do, you, do you have a pick for us? Hmm. No, that's he's done. He's done the pick of the week for both of us. I've done everybody. I've done everybody's pick. Oh, of the week. I'm sure Ron. Yeah, that's, 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 I, had, I had a pick all ready to go. Oh, did yeah, you? Ron, okay, yeah, give us your pick. I want to know. I want to know what Ron's got. Go on, go on. Go Look, on. My pick is TV from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of eighties TV over the last uh, few weeks. Um, at the minute, I'm thick. I'm deep in the woods for a uh, uh, Cagney and Lacey. Which is a show nice. that I never watched as a kid. Oh, did you know I used to and, love Cagney um, and Lacey? I was too young. I mean, like all these shows were big whenever I was like six or seven. The ones that I'm watching are all ones that were kind of big whenever I was really young. So I've been watching like The Equalizer and uh, Sent Elsewhere and Cagney and Lacey. And uh, I met the guy from The Equalizer, Edward Woodward. No, Keith Sarabica. I don't know who that is. He's the other guy. Really? Okay. Yeah, like there's two of them in the Equalizer, right? Well, I'm not that far into the Equalizer yet. So far, it's just oh. an old man beating up on criminals. <laughs> <laughs> let me make sure. Let me I make mean, sure. I'm, these uh... are shows. These are shows that are now forty years old or so. Well, yeah, they got to that thirty-five. I'd say. I mean, Cagney and Lacey started in eighty-one. Um, so that's, that's like in the eighties, watching Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean. It was more out of sort of curiosity when I, when I realized that I just kind of wanted to watch something that was comfort food, but not the mm. same comfort food that I've been watching over and over again. So I thought, well, let's go back and watch something that uh, they were they were I very good at would have at, been comfort food for somebody in 1992. They were very good yeah. at at monster of the week style adventure of the week, murder of the week kind of shows in those days. Yeah, almost almost none of these shows are as um, serialized as, as TV became in the 90s. Hmm. You know, they, they were all kind of designed to be able to be watched out of order, you know, so there wasn't much ongoing continuity. Fre- frequently but, shown um, out of order was the thing, I think, as well. They, were, they would have often yeah, been shown. Yeah, they, could, they couldn't rely on, on broadcasters playing them in any order, so they, so they had to make them sort of self-contained. But you know, I've been really enjoying them. I mean, I finally got through. I've been watch. I watched the pilot of Cagney and Lacey. And I watched the first series, which had a different Cagney, and the pilot had a different Cagney as well. So finally, <laughs> I'm into like into the series where like Sharon Glass comes on, and she is the permanent Cagney for the rest of it. And it has wow. perhaps, in my opinion, the best TV theme tune of all time. <laughs> no, I can't play it. The Cagney and I'll play it here for the for play the it there for the listener. Yeah, okay then. The thing I always remember about Cagney and Lacey, it has the bad guy from uh, Karate Kid in it. That was always my abiding Martin thing. Cove, yeah, I did. I had no idea he was in this. And there he is. He's, he's one of the cops. You know, yeah. He is Crease. Yeah. Oh, the Equalizer. Yeah, Keith Sarabica plays Mickey Costmayer. So whenever he pops up, yeah, I met him randomly. But it also got has Mark Margolis in it. And I really like Mark Margolis. 
Okay. Who play Mark Margolis plays um he the plays from uh from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. Salamanca. Oh, Salamanca. Yeah, I like him a lot. All right, well if you've got a pick of the week, I'm gonna pick that, one as well. I'll I'll pick one too. Mutiny on the Bounty is on Netflix, the 1980s one. Oh, you love uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. You love going on about saying I, I sir and all that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is I'm, I'm the what? During the during the course of this podcast over the years, you've done some sort of Anthony Hopkins impression, Mister Christian. Mister Christian, <laughs> you see. <laughs> he does he has the oddest accent in that film the oddest accent but what's really funny about it is seeing every star of british tv from the 80s and 90s in it in in one's one's so neil morrissey is in it beside liam neeson <laughs> it's just it's very it's very <laughs> peculiar in who you can see in that show on the ship because they clearly they had a big male cast they had to fill out and they were filming it in Pinewood, presumably. And so everyone who was a job and actor at that point was so uh, Dexter. What's his name? Dexter Fletcher is it? The Dexter who, Fletcher, who yeah, in, yeah. Dexter Fletcher's in it. Um, and oh, there's a whole bunch of British actors you'd recognise. You go, oh, it's it's a uh, it's it's him, it's him. Um, so yeah, so that's 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 a good fun thing. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks that's for listening. One. I'll say this. I'll say this for eighties TV shows. This is one of my pleasures of watching it, is that everyone who is a guest on it eventually shows up in Star Trek. <laughs> so, so I go through it going, oh, that's the guy who played the who played the, the strategy master of that episode, and that's the one who's in the, the Arsenal of Freedom. And like, I, I, I can spot them all, and Susie's like, what was his name in Star Trek? And I can usually remember the character name they played. You should write down a Star so Trek a, bingo sheet and just have, whenever they turn up, just pop their name on the thing and go, bingo! House, Susie, house! <laughs> anyway, that's our show. I will see you all later. Bye. See you then. Bye bye. Bye. There's a dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright and a sunny side too. And though we meet with the darkness and strife, the sunny side.